Hi, this is John Butter, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with an update of the key metrics for the first quarter earnings season for the S&P 500 as we're in the middle of the peak weeks of the earnings season. Then we'll discuss our topic of the week, which is the factors contributing to the lower earnings growth rate being reported by the S&P 500 for the first quarter relative to recent quarters. How much are some of the recent high-profile earnings misses contributing to lower growth? But first, let's provide an update for the first quarter earnings season for the index. At this point in time, the number of S&P 500 companies that are beating EPS estimates for the first quarter is above average, but the magnitude of the surprises is below average. Due to these positive surprises, the index is reporting higher earnings for the first quarter today, relative to the end of last week, and relative to the end of the quarter. However, the S&P 500 is also reporting single-digit earnings growth for the first time since the fourth quarter of 2020. We'll discuss some of the reasons behind the lower growth in the second half of the podcast. Overall, 55% of the companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual results for the first quarter to date. Of these companies, 80% have reported actual EPS above estimates, which is above the five-year average of 77%. In aggregate, companies are reporting earnings that are 3.4% above estimates, which is well below the five-year average of 8.9%. Due to these positive surprises, the index is reporting higher earnings for the first quarter today, relative to the end of last week, and relative to the end of the first quarter. The blended earnings growth rate for the first quarter is 7.1% today, compared to an earnings growth rate of 6.5% last week, and an earnings growth rate of 4.7% at the end of the first quarter back on March 31st. Now, as a reminder, when we use the term blended, we're referencing that the growth rate combines actual results for companies that have reported and estimated results for companies that have yet to report. Positive earnings surprises reported by companies in multiple sectors led by the information technology, healthcare, and communication services sectors, partially offset by a negative earnings surprise reported by a company in the consumer discretionary sector, were responsible for the improvement in the earnings growth rate over the past week. Positive earnings surprises reported by companies in the information technology, financials, communication services, and healthcare sectors, again partially offset by a negative surprise reported by a company in the consumer discretionary sector, have been the largest contributors to the improvement in the earnings growth rate for the index since the end of the quarter back on March 31st. If 7.1% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the lowest earnings growth rate reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2020 at 3.8%. Nine of the 11 sectors are reporting year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector at 258%, the materials sector at 38%, and the industrial sector at 32%. On the other hand, Two sectors are reporting a year-over-year decline in earnings, the consumer discretionary sector at negative 34% and the financial sector at negative 21%. The blended net profit margin for the S&P 500 for the first quarter is 12.2%, which is above the five-year average of 11.2%, but below the year-ago net profit margin of 12.8% and below the previous quarter's net profit margin of 12.4%. If 12.2% is the actual net profit margin for the quarter, it will mark the third straight quarter in which the net profit margin for the index has declined. On the other hand, it will also mark the fifth highest net profit margin reported by the index since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2008, 
trailing only the previous four quarters. Looking ahead, analysts are calling for earnings growth of 5.5% in the second quarter, 10.9% in the third quarter, and 10.5% in the fourth quarter. For all of 2022, analysts are calling for earnings growth of 10.3%. All of these projections are lower than the estimates from the previous week, as analysts reduced earnings estimates in aggregate for these periods over this time frame. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 18.1, which is below the 5-year average of 18.6, but above the 10-year average of 16.9. It is also below the forward P.E. ratio of 19.4, recorded at the end of the first quarter back on March 31st, as prices have decreased while forward earnings estimates have increased over the past month. And during the week, 160 S&P 500 companies are scheduled to report results for the first quarter. This week will be another peak week of the earnings season. High-profile companies expected to report earnings during the week include Pfizer, ConocoPhillips, CVS Health, and Moderna. Now let's move on to our topic of the week, which is the factors contributing to the lower earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 for the first quarter. As we previously noted, the blended year-over-year earnings growth rate for the first quarter is 7.1%. This growth rate is below the 5-year average earnings growth rate of 15% and below the 10-year average earnings growth rate of 8.8%. If 7.1% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the lowest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2020 at 3.8%. The lower earnings growth rate for the first quarter of 2022 relative to recent quarters can be attributed to both a difficult comparison to unusually high earnings growth in the first quarter of 2021 and continuing macroeconomic headwinds. In the first quarter of 2021, the S&P 500 reported year-over-year earnings growth of 91.1%, which is the second highest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since 2008. Companies also continue to face macroeconomic headwinds, including higher costs, supply chain disruptions, labor shortages, and the military conflict in Ukraine. During the earnings season for the fourth quarter of 2021, 74% of S&P 500 companies cited inflation and 74% of S&P 500 companies cited supply chain on their earnings calls from December 15th to March 14th. These were the highest percentages of S&P 500 companies citing inflation and supply chain on earnings calls going back to at least 2010. At the company level, Amazon.com is the largest attractor to earnings growth for the S&P 500 for the first quarter due to the unusually large negative earnings surprise reported by the company. On April 28th, Amazon.com reported gap EPS of a loss of $7.56, compared to the mean EPS estimate of a profit of $8.35. Now, it should be noted that the gap EPS number for Amazon.com included a pre-tax valuation loss of $7.6 billion. The majority of analysts provide estimates for Amazon.com on a gap basis. If this company were excluded, the blended earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 would improve to 10.1% from 7.1%. Amazon.com is an example of a company that faced both a difficult year-over-year comparison and macroeconomic headwinds. In the first quarter of 2021, Amazon reported EPS of $15.79, which is the second-highest EPS number reported by the company. Regarding macroeconomic headwinds, the company stated in its press release, The pandemic and subsequent war in Ukraine have brought unusual growth and challenges. Our teams are squarely focused on improving productivity and cost efficiencies throughout our fulfillment network. We know how to do this and have done it before. This may take some time, particularly as we work through ongoing inflationary and supply chain pressures. 
This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast. Music